0: Hello, this is Daniel Vahon. I want to say thank you to Anchor for letting us, all of us as podcasters do this without any upfront costs because it makes it easier for us to record. Thank you and goodbye. Hello. Welcome to Daniel Leon's views of wrestling, sports, TV shows, and movies. Um, I'm gonna. I was. I just tweeted how I was watching, um, the. Um, first disc of, um,. Of the 20th anniversary of Raw. And because of that. I I found something to talk about. That can really help me. Look through. All the other episodes in between. So I don't. um, Feel like. So don't feel like I'm wasting my time. Or that I'm missing something important. As... As, um... Most... As... Y'all are aware. the you know, people that... Are... Really, really... Big time fans of wrestling. Know that, um... Whether it is... WWF Raw, or SmackDown Live, or, um, Mid-Atlantic, or, um, Mid-A- or Mid-South Wrestling, you know, just a, just any company that wrestling. Y'all know how important title belts are. And, i Really? Don't know... Think there's anything wrong with calling it a title belt? Because you wear it around your your waist. So... So... Um... I'm just thinking how... Behind the scenes, Vince... Vince doesn't like to call the title belt a strap. I don't even know if he likes for it to be called a belt, even though that's what it is. And I was just mentioning that... Just saying... I'm saying that I don't even think, if he was to talk to a fan, I don't think he would like to hear that, that word, and I just don't see, see if there's anything wrong with it. Anyway, because of that, championship titles are the most important aspects of wrestling outside of the storyline. In the old days, a lot of times, you would see um, storylines started because of the titles. Like, because of the TV title having to be defended in 10 minutes in the old days. And then, it went from 10 minutes to 15 minutes. And sometimes, if you lasted 10 minutes, you got a title match. So, title ma- titles have always been important. It's just that somewhere along the line prestige of it uh was um had lost its meaning. Like what's the point of it? That's what we call prestige, it's like you for you knew why it was important and you knew that it was important. So I believe a lot of what made it important was the way they would talk about the title, the way they would treat it. That's what makes Today's Superstar of the Miz. So great. Is he. Not only he understands the importance of it. But he knows. As far as talking about it. He knows how to treat it. Import, like an important part import of the business. To the point that he just makes it important. I mean. I mean no matter how many times he has won it. Which he. I believe he broke the record. I believe he may have broken or tied I believe he broke Jeff Jarrett's record and that was in the nineties. Jeff Jarrett set that record in the late in the late nineties. I believe he broke that record and along with Chris Jericho broke it too and he may have he may if he was stayed on Raw, he might have broken that record and uh Might be a nine-time Intercontinental Champion today. So, because of that importance... I want to talk... About... All of the... Title... Because I watched... All years before I did this podcast... And decided to put... The ratings war on it. I would watch Raw for fun. Because I wanted to see if I could write about it or talk about it. Well... May 17th, 1993. I just found it now. It was their 17th episode of Raw. And that actually is the first episode of Raw that they show on um, the 20th anniversary DVD. And I believe that that too has when the Lightning Kid became the 1-2-3 Kid when he went against Razor Ramon. So let's see. The first match is the Smoking Guns versus Glenn, Ruth, and Troy... Something. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to press play and it is on sound so you might be able to hear their names. Right, now, when is, when is and they showed outside earlier in the afternoon. From earlier in the afternoon, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig got in an argument with Shawn Michaels and he threw him against a car. Wind windshield of a car didn't break, so I'd say that it was of a car that is very, not only is he very lucky, but he's probably very happy. No, I know he's very happy that um they didn't break the windshield, it saved him a bunch of money, and that ended up playing out in this episode of Raw. But first off, it's the smoking guns match. Vincent, I couldn't believe
1: my eyes last week, but I certainly couldn't believe that this week something happened that you cannot imagine. I saw somebody here before we came on the air in disguise. And shortly, you there, a Monday Night Raw, are going to be as surprised as I was when
2: you find out what is What is about I like surprises. Let it happen. All
3: right, here we go. I'd like to
4: know what he saw. What's that? Hit the deck. All right.
0: that? All right.
2: Is <laughs> yeah, get up. Bobby,
0: going to pull away? Bobby. The opponent's names are Glenn Ruth and Tony Vada, I think. So let's go to the end of that. Well, you're right, well, see. But, ooh, I think that was A body drop into a pile driver One, two, three. Then Razor Moan lost To the lightning kid By When the lightning kid had a cup Of moon salt on him This was a big time surprise To everybody And uh what I remember... Is I... I remember as a kid always wondering... Why do they call him the 123 Kid? So when I found out his name is the Lightning Kid, I said... Oh, they call him that because he beat Rez Ramon. Okay. And it actually it helped him the most because... Every time his uh, music played... every time his music played, they would, um, they would play, they would air the sound of one, two, three before before any music played. So, I think that that was the greatest thing that could happen to, for him. Especially, since he came from, uh, from the Not the Indie, but at the time, it was still called, um, Territory. So just coming in from one of the dying Territories, it was big for him because his good, um, his good friend Scott Hall losing to him like he did was big time because Scott Hall had been there for about a year. I don't, he hadn't even been champion yet, Razor Ramon. But he uh but he had so much ability, so much charisma that anybody who's beating him like that coming in and being small like that it's gonna make you it's gonna make you a big deal at the time, so that's what I liked about that now let's see. next match was Tatanka against Scott Taylor. (laughs) Picked him up. I think he... It was a form of a Samoan drop. And they used to give it a name, but I don't think he gave it a name. And, uh... This was at the time... When Tatanka was undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. He was undefeated, so... He was really on fire, and he was really a big deal. And this was about... I think when they brought Hogan in was when Jean went with him, and then... The Nasty Boys went, and, uh, to WCW. Um, and not... Then Hacksaw Jim Duggan went, and... You know, just some other people went. That was before... It was really a big deal. That was really before they needed big names to come. And, um, Raw vs. Nitro, which I do on here is really just to talk about all the shows that happened and why it was a big deal. And I can see now why, um, why it was a big deal at that time. Um, hope you all don't mind, but when it's time to do, um, pay-per-views for these shows, I'm gonna actually do it on Patreon. And I know normally you, I know normally you uh, you set a tier price, but because I'm not well known, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to build an audience, and the only way to do that is to do it for free. Okay. So, I'm going to come on here when I do a pay-per-view. And I'm going to let y'all know what it's about. Let's continue this. They do a King of the Ring report after this. And by the way, this... I don't know what... um What rating this drew, but... It had to draw a strong rating, this episode. Because it's the first episode they show on, uh, the Raw 20th Anniversary DVD. So, most of the, the episodes they show on the DVD had high ratings. So, this... So, because it's part of the episode, let's... Let me just, talk, talk about what the, um... King of the Ring report was about.
1: Continental title pop being put together right here on Raw between champion Shawn Michaels and challenger Marty Jannetty. These guys make Colonel Lewis look slow. Now then, the next big WWF pay-per-view event will be originating live from the heart of America in Dayton, Ohio, Sunday, June 13th at 8 o'clock Eastern. It's the first ever King of the Ring, the main event, its five-time World Wrestling Federation champion. Hulk Hogan against Japan's most awesome power, 505-pound Yokozuna. Fans have anxiously been awaiting this one ever since
0: WrestleMania 9. Remember on uh, Hulk Hogan's DVD, the uh Ultimate Anthology, Uh Jim Ross had spoken about this. He said that <clears throat> what led to Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan the first time, which was in WCW, was when Hogan, after Bret Hart dropped the t- lost the title to Yokozuna at WrestleMania 9, For about four or five minutes later, Hogan came out, hit the big boot, hit the big leg drop on uh, Yokozuna, won the title and that's what this pay-per-view is about. So first was the rematch between Hogan and uh, Yokozuna and I really don't remember any other matches so that's what this report is a big about. That you've been
1: reading about magazines, and newspapers. You hear about it on radio. You see it on TV. The buzz on the street is all about the king of the ring itself a one-night single elimination tournament with eight of the elite from the World Wrestling Federation meeting. One of whom, by the way, at the end of the night will be crowned the king of the ring. Six of the eight headed for Dayton have already qualified. In the opening round of action, Brett the Hitman Hart meets Razor Ramon. on Jim Duncan locks up with Ban Pan
0: Bigelow. And the narcissist Lex Luger So, uh, let's see. Razor Moan is said to try to become the king of the ring, and he loses to a scrawny little lightning kid weeks before it's time to even, weeks before he's even said to try to win a crown, he, he loses a match. Interesting stuff.
1: ring itself. A one-night single elimination tournament with eight of the elite from the World Wrestling Federation meeting. One of whom, by the way, at the end of the night will be crowned the king of the ring. Six of the eight headed for Dayton have already qualified. In
0: the opening round of action, Brett to hit Brad Hart. His first match was against Brett Hart. That obviously was tough.
1: Meets Razor Ramon.
0: Duggan against Bam Bam Bigelow. That just just knowing what they're capable of. That's a bit. That's gonna be interesting to talk about. Locks up with Bam Bam Bigelow and the narcissist Lex Luger. Also, uh, Lex Luger will go against Bam Bam. Be- go against the Tonka. Two more. They have two more. Um. Spots to fill, and one of them is uh, the King of the Ring qualifying match between Shawn Michaels and uh, Crush on the Saturday Night Show Superstars, I believe. By the way, this weekend mm-hmm. on WWF Superstars, in a non-titled but a qualifying match, it's Shawn Michaels
1: squaring off against the Big Hawaiian Crush. Also mm-hmm. this coming weekend
0: on Wrestling Joke Ch- And also... Kamala goes against Mr. Hughes in a qualifying match, also on Wrestling Challenge. In another
1: qualifying match, Kamala meets Mr. Hughes. The winners of those matches would advance to the King of the Ring tournament. Again, the King of the Ring can be seen live on tape review cable TV. Folks, it's not too early to contact the cable company you're watching right now. Then we'll see you on Sunday, June 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Pacific for the very first WWF day of the ring. Right now, let's get back to more of Monday Night roll with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, my good friend Vince McMahon, and of course, my co host on All American mm-hmm. Wrestling, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bobby, I've got an old flame of yours joining us this weekend on All American. Ooh, yeah. yeah, sensational Sherry. <laughs>
3: For me, right. She she my feet. she, she sweat pours off her head,
0: she right. makes overtures, So next is Kamala to go against uh Yoko Zuno. to the top I don't know they didn't show if he pulled Kamala closer to the ropes not to not to hit his face instead of his chest but he's close enough to where he's doing it so that pretty much says it all that yeah he did pull and they just didn't show it Went to the middle rope to the bonsai drop gets it one two three
1: Wrestling. That's because Bobby the Brain Heenan and myself are
3: traveling all over the country to bring you the best action. The World Wrestling Federation has gone. I got tickets to New York, to Los Angeles, to Las Vegas, to Paris, even Mars. Mars! That's impossible, Bobby. The World Wrestling Federation said they'll spare no
0: Next is the Intercontinental title match. And they have uh, somebody... I find, them, find it very interesting how they would do like a boxing... they do like a boxing or MMA show and they would have a late female... Holding up the card for Raw. Like they hold up a card for the round in MMA and boxing. Found that interesting. <laughs> John Michaels having such a difficult time defeating Marty that he actually tried to get himself counted out to keep the title but he had to he had to get back in the ring when he saw Mr. Perfect Mr. Perfect threw his towel at him and the next thing you know he's getting rolled up by Marty Jannetty and losing the title Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did he? (laughs) Okay, um Okay, uh, I don't Let me see how many minutes That took me to talk about Almost half a minute of an hour left. So, alright. Okay, 25 minutes and 10 seconds. So let's see. Oh, yeah. So, the next, uh. The next. Show. was uh, I think they they held off on the Im- immediate rematch between razor moan and the one two three kids so they had razor um, put up money to face them the first match is going to clown against mr. perfect. So right here, by the way, um, by the way, I did talk about, I, one thing I was going to talk about on my podcast right here was the different, um, announce teams, and for the for the least two episodes, it was Vince McMahon, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Bobby the Brain Heat. The first episode is Rob Bartlett joining Macho Man and, uh, Fentering Man. So, I'm glad to, I like to talk about those things. Okay.
3: you
0: it's my network I'm doing my podcast mhm the clown. I think I might have had about three or four at a time back then. At this time maybe only two different ones. And one would come one would one would replace the other one would come from underneath the ring to replace the other because of needing to hide Ms needing to hide his his real identity. But this Mr., this Dwayne the Clown was, um, portrayed by, um, I can't believe I forgot his name. He was Ted DiBiase's tag team partner in the Rad Pack in, uh, Mid-South Wrestling and I'm still trying to figure out how he managed to do this, but instead of looking like he's smiling, you could see he was not smiling. You could see how he was just a grouch. (laughs) And yes, I am am laughing because that was supposed to be a joke. (laughs) What I should say is he was supposed to be a villain, and he did it extremely well. Um, in case y'all heard me say, that's not good. The Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers in the NBA, their announcers mock a deceased NBA player. That's not good. Um. So... I just wanted to mention the person's real names, give you an idea of what he just to mention the things he did before he was doing the clown Matt Bourne that's who his name is was to a lot of for a lot of people who may not know this Doink the Clown was inspired by Batman's biggest one of Batman's biggest um enemies the Joker because Matt Bourne loved the 1960s Batman series and his favorite character was the Joker so that gave him the idea to in, to come up with Doink the Clown now, people may not know um people I just found this out myself that um Bruce Pritchard said that the person who conceived the idea, originally conceived the idea of a measurable clown character was Road Warrior Hawk. That's interesting. And he eventually was a he had eventually been the character had been uh what we call portrayed or played by um so many different people but one person that i that I really know the most from a the no, know the most for playing or portraying Doink the Clown is Eugene as a matter of fact he wrestled as Doink the Clown against Bret Hart a year before this at SummerSlam 92 and Bret Hart worked on him so much that you could actually tell it was him because of how much face paint how much clown paint was taken off of him And also Steve Kern, Steve Lombardi, Ray Lee or Ray Apollo, Dusty Wolf, Ace Darling, Jeff Jarrett, Men on a Mission, and Chris Jericho have all portrayed that character at one time or another. Jeff Jarrett dressed up as Doink to pull a prank on, uh, on Dink to get under the skin of Doink. It's really interesting to look at that. So let's see how this match ended. Irish Webster and Mr. Perfect. Biggest mistake he could have made was putting his head down. Gets caught, hit with the perfect flex. One, two, three. And that was after, by the way, that was done to the, to the uh, fake doink, if I could call him that. So they start double teaming him until Crash comes out to help them. So they do another um King of the Ring uh I believe what we call this is a control actually it's not a control center right here, it's just what we call a report. They talk about Hulk Hogan vs. Yokozuna for the WWF title. Don't know why they didn't call it heavyweight when it was when heavyweight. The wording was engraved in the title. Anyway, I'm wondering if they have anything else to add to this or not. Precasing Let's see. The, WWF title at WrestleMania 9, the challenger is the big
1: man from Japan, 505 pound Yokozuna. Right now.
4: Let's hear from the Hulkster. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? It's great to be back here in New York City on Monday Night Raw where Hulk Hogan rules five times WWF champion. You know, the maniacs are gaining momentum. They're running wilder than they've ever ran because I saw them posing in line outside the studios. I saw them getting ready for Monday Night Raw, and there's a good reason for it. is more powerful, bigger than it's ever been, the five demands so of the train and the prayers, the vitamins. Believing in yourself and believing in Hulk Hogan. We are definitely going to live forever. But you know something, Jimmy Hart? Monday Night Raw has a special meaning for you and me, brother. You've got to believe it, Hulkster, because you see, this is where it all took place. Jimmy Hart, I became
1: a Hulkamaniac right here on Monday Night Raw. Now I'm wearing the red. I'm wearing the yellow. I'm saying my
4: prayers. I'm taking my vitamins, baby. I'm a Hulkamaniac, daddy. Well, you know, we all know that the Pythons are the largest arms in the world. But the only thing that's as large as Hulk Hogan's Pythons, brother, is Jimmy Hart's heart, brother. That's because he knows what the mania means. That's because he knows what the king of the ring in the main event. Hulk Hogan against Yokozuna. Everybody knows what that means. That means life itself to me and my Hulkamaniacs. You know... I'm tired of going around the country and having the non-believers say, well, was it your lucky day, Hulk Hogan? Maybe it was just a fluke? How come he didn't slam the big man? Well, you know, we're getting it all together for Dayton, Ohio. And with the momentum that I feel right here on Monday Night Raw, with a pump on the pythons, larger than they've ever been, with the shape of the triceps, the deltoids, the pectoral muscles. You know something, Jimmy Hart? Once I sensed, that big, fat Juan to Sushi once I point him in the north, south, east, west direction and show off the power of Hulkamania. I'll slam him through the mad brother and just like everything else that I've said, it's been written and it's been done. So Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon and Macho Man, friend of a kind, listen to me well. He's going down. But this time he's going down for the last time. Whether it's a natural disaster, whether the deck stacked in my favor, it doesn't matter. Because the Hulkster lives, the Hulkster breathes, and when you live by the five demands of Hulk Hogan, what you gonna do when the Hulkster five-time champion, destroys you, with those
1: comments from World Wrestling Federation Champion, I remind you oh, we Hulk three weeks from the King
0: of the Ring, No. From the heart of the well, no, I'm talking to my uncle. Uh He was going against Yokozuna. Uh, Yoko Zuma. Oh, I'm not supposed to say it right here. I'm sorry. we return, you'll see World Wrestling
1: Federation Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated. Don't go
0: away.
3: Money Incorporated. Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. Mike Bell and Tony DeVillo go against Money, Inc. Let's see what Ted DiBiase says. I can't believe it. I know Mike and, uh, and Taylor Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Right. But especially all you New Yorkers, you are always got your hand up. He a good job doing this bad guy story. Right here tonight,
4: i want
0: to illustrate my point one more time. I got a hundred dollars.
4: Hold my headset. <laughs> Sit down. and
2: uh, hundred uh, on. yeah, bucks. I can make a hundred bucks just like that. Who yeah. wants to make a hundred bucks? Me, me, me. i wait a minute. Uh, 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 I, I must say, uh, say that uh, we've uh, seen Ted uh, DiBiase uh, and Irwin R. Scheister with this before. We, come on now. Yeah, yeah look McMahon. Uh, uh, know, know, I think they're looking for a sucker is what they're looking for. our suckers got their hands up. Everybody
3: wants
4: to pick up a hundred bucks. Oh, no, it's not worth it.
3: Yes. Come on.
4: Only 25 bucks a shoe. You really everybody.
2: Let's not
4: have him get it. No, let Again, this is an attempt on the part of Ted DiBiase to humiliate someone. He can't get nobody. Nobody's good at do it. DiBiase and Earl and Arshavin just want to show that their money can buy anything. They spread their money around. They think money is king. They think money
0: is God. Well, let's not prove it to even if it was. Who cares? Not a little girl gonna shine their shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know they had money in copyright existed yeah they existed alright okay. they gave they gave this girl or boy whoever it was that had long hair thirty dollars after doing a job for a hundred dollars <laughs> Great way to great way to uh to show that you're a villain, huh? <laughs> Their jobs though, it got people upset. Let's see. One two three yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <inaudible> <f cosmopolitanIVrespace> you know, so <laughs> Hi, I'm Todd Pedfield. Join me every weekend for WWF Mania. <nói>, it's
3: wild. It's crazy. It's excessive excitement caused by acute
1: hyperactivity. Each week we'll bring you exclusive interviews and tons of great wrestling matches. But most of all, it's just good, clean fun.
3: So start your weekend with the outrageous WWF Mania. Saturday mornings at 10 Eastern on USA.
1: Just a fresh view first. Yes, we all look forward to Tom Cut every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock Eastern. Even you, Bobby Hannon. You get up every Saturday morning
2: just to see WWF Mania. this week,
0: So next, uh, Crash is gonna go against somebody. Goes against, uh, I can't, I don't know who that, what name that is. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Bobby Who, okay. Crash's going against Bobby Who. Let's see. You think he puts it. I think he defeats Bobby Who with, uh. The, uh. I believe he used to call it the Claw, who uses both of his hands to. uh, put the claw on him. That's how he beat Bobby Who. Now we get to see hear what he has to say about the loss.
2: Boy,
0: Show replay of it, of course, put last week under the raw logo.
2: shows up in the record book as a defeat. the
3: city.
2: One, two, three, they check. Stop it.
3: So all, all you, like you to gotta get do, you little cockroach, is come down, step into the ring with Razor Ramon, otra
2: vez. One more time. That's it, man. Wait a minute. You're offering, you're offering this young man twenty-five hundred dollars to come back and step into the ring with you. Twenty-five hundred dollars for you, Chico.
3: All you gotta do.
2: Right. All right, well, one other item I like to bring up Mr. Ramon, and that is the King of the Ring tournament. Everybody knows it. In the opening round, the preliminary round, you face the hitman Bret Hart.
0: Now here he comes here he, co- he comes. One, two, three. One, two, three. They're chanting (laughs) it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're back with Monday Night Raw, ready for more action in Bobby the Brain, What are you doing? Watching a Japanese movie. Just want
0: anything else compares <laughs> to Raw. I want to see. Nothing compares to Monday Night Raw. Let's go back and watch a Japanese movie. He says, that's hilarious. case you could hear the in case you could hear Johnny Polo's voice that was Raven from WCW also known as Scotty Flamingo in WCW and USWA and AWA he's also known as Johnny Polo here in the WWE or EV <laughs> Phil Apollo goes against Adam Bomb. <laughs> <Total destruction. coughs> Let's see. Looks like he's going for a power bomb. Gets it. One, two, three. <laughs> consideration Yeah, it's good. good. Next week right here on Monday, this November. is supposed to be a, a discussion about title changes, but I, I, just, I decided why not talk about title matches itself. So my next episode I do about early Raw is going to be this next episode because it's a title match. You know, kind of title match between Jannetty, New Champion, and Bam Bam Bigelow. I've said before, that they w- want to really be considered new. They need to look at their old videos, and this is one way. The one way of looking at it. Of course because everything is so different today it probably wouldn't work but it would be a good idea to have people be fighting champions to defend it against anybody as long as they're on the raw roster or smackdown roster that would be a good way to, to start all right well that's all i want to talk about for now thank you and goodbye
2: the podcast you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast